Your Locked On Blues, your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Locked On Blues Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Thomas Welch. I'm Josh Hyman. Welcome back, Tommy. It's been a while. Thanks for holding down the fort for me. Appreciate it. It's not easy to do these things by yourselves. It's a lot more fun when we're bouncing ideas off of each other. So it's good to be back. Uh, it's good to, because it's always fun talking hockey with you. And that's exactly what we're going to do today because we got a fun one lined up for you. First segment, we're going to talk about a new signing for the St. Louis Blues. Uh, just happened recently. We're also going to talk about a roundup of our bandwagon teams. We're going to relay it into Dougie Hamilton rumors. As he's been notified that he's allowed to talk to other teams, I know a lot of Blues fans are excited about the potential of him coming to St. Louis. And then finally, we're going to round it off with the celebration of the two-year anniversary of the St. Louis Blues winning the Stanley Cup and extinguishing the drought of 50-plus years. But before we get into all of that, I want to talk to you guys about Locked on NHL on YouTube. So you need more hockey news, and Locked On NHL is here to fill the gap. It's our daily podcast on everything happening in the league. So subscribe and listen each day on YouTube, on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to your podcast. Get a quick look at the biggest stories and game recaps each day. So subscribe to Locked On NHL today, wherever you get podcasts. So a little bit of news dropped today. Blues signed forward Tanner Kaspic to a one-year, two-way contract extension. Deals worth $750,000 in the NHL and $80,000 in the American Hockey League. Uh, He's 23. Uh, He was picked by the Blues in the fourth round of the 2016 NHL draft. In my opinion, Kaspik kind of projects to be a similar level of player as Austin Pagansky. Kind of come in, uh, you know what you expect from him. He's a two-way guy. Uh, He can hold it down defensively. He can hold it down offensively. He's not going to bring the biggest flash uh, in the world. He's not a Jordan Kyrou-like guy. Uh, in any sense of the word, but uh, he's capable of being a depth guy at the NHL level. So One thing that is pretty constant throughout the four teams that are remaining in the Stanley Cup playoff, and we'll get into those guys later, but um, the one thing that they have uh, head and shoulders above a lot of other teams is depth. Um, and a lot of, you know, I'll be, I'll be honest with you when I, I can say I'm not quite sure who's on the Montreal Canadiens. Obviously, I know they're big. They're big names, but it just feels like it feels like I don't really know more than like four or five players on that team, and that's because they're not of the stars their, of the league. Yeah, right, exactly. Right. It's because of their depth, and it's because they got guys like um, you know prospects that they've signed to ELCs, and you know we talk about their young guys um, making like no money, lighting the lighting the league up, and and you know carrying them to a Stanley Cup final, led by their really good goaltender. Um, so I'm glad to see over these past few weeks, the blues really spend a lot of focus on depth and, and improving, you know, as much as, as much as they're not making those big signings yet, obviously, cause it's still the playoffs, but, um, it's nice to see them kind of bringing in some names that, uh, could, we could potentially see maybe not next year, but down the line, you know, fourth line, third line, uh, you know, healthy scratch sort of guys that maybe you aren't going to rely on to, win you games night in night out but guys that you can really rely on to come in and fill a role when needed and i think that's something that's really underrated it's something that won the blues a stanley cup a couple of years back it's something that won the tampa bay lightning a cup last year um and it's something that's probably going to win a team a stanley cup this year as well with you know like i said all four teams um even the tampa bay lightning and their and their cheating salary cap 
they all have something in common and that is a lot of depth and a lot of production from guys that you might not recognize if you're not watching watching these teams night in night out so who knows we could see a guy like Tanner Kapsick you know next year two years from now making a, a, a valid contribution to this team a lot of the main players in the Blues core are starting to get up there in age so we talked about it on this podcast you really got to start the revolving door of prospects coming in and starting to build that next wave of your core and it seems like you've got guys in place like Robert Thomas and Jordan Cairo that can potentially be a part of that but there has to be other guys that step up into those roles too and thankfully for the Blues uh, Kaspik is only 23 years old so he has the time and the capability of doing that he's got three AHL seasons under his belt at this point the Utica Comets this year obviously it was a weird season because they were getting pulled back and forth between Vancouver Canucks and the St. Louis Blues but he played 20 games Two goals, three assists for five points. Uh, Last season with the Rampage, he had six goals, eight assists for 14 points in 59 games. So like I said, I think he'll probably make a big jump in production this season with the Thunderbirds. If they throw it in the lottery every single year, you really never know. But it'll be interesting to watch his progression for sure. But it's been interesting to watch our bandwagon team's progressions as well. Uh, My team, unfortunately, is down one nothing already. Vegas and... Montreal plays tonight, and that's probably, I mean, love the Lightning. Been a diehard my whole life, you already know. You know what I'm talking about, Josh. But um, Of course, of course. That that Montreal-Vegas game is going to be absolutely electric, and one of the main reasons is because you got Marc-Andre Fleury in goal, and you have Carey Price, and those are, in my opinion, probably the rest of the league's opinion, the two best goalies in the playoffs remaining. Probably the two best goalies maybe on the planet, regardless of, yeah. You know, I that that tweet that went around a few weeks ago, um, maybe not even a few weeks ago, like last week or whatever. Um, who knows? It's summer. Time isn't real. Um, where it, it highlighted like the top 12 highest paid players in the league, and there's only one remaining in the playoffs being Carey Price. Um, and I feel like for the longest time, the Canadians and Carey Price were sort of clowned as, oh, he had one good year. Um, he had one good year. Now he's just an average goaltender. I think we even compared his stats to Jordan Bennington's stats a few, or I said we, I think you even did that a few weeks ago, um, sort of sort of implying that the gap between the two wasn't as wide as a lot of people think. Um, and I think a lot of, uh, myself included, thought Carey Price was not past his prime, but maybe a little overrated. And then this playoff turned around and he, said, and, and he showed um, the league that what having the best player on your team being your goaltender can do. Um, you know, they're a team that, like I said before, doesn't necessarily have a lot of big name players, um, on either side of the puck, you know, Shea Weber, sure, but he's even a little old. Um, but Carey Price has been their best player, has probably been the best player in the playoffs. They've won seven straight games at this point. Uh, they haven't trailed in like weeks. They beat the Toronto Maple Leafs in seven. You can say all you want about the Maple Leafs and their lack of ability to produce in big games, but whatever. They they beat them handedly in game seven, and they beat um, um, a pretty good Winnipeg Jets team as well with some other really good goaltending, and they made it look really, really easy. So a lot, I'm sure a lot of people are counting out the Montreal Canadiens saying, oh, you know, they're, they're head and shoulders behind every other team. And you know what? Maybe they are, but we've seen what good goaltending can do for a team in the playoffs, and Gary Price is without a doubt the best goalie left in the playoffs, but you know, followed up very closely by Marc Andre Fleury. So I think it's going to be a heck of a series. I think it's going to be a lot of one nothing, two one battles. Um, I think it's going to go a lot longer than people expect. I think a lot of people might have Vegas penciled in to win this in four or five. I don't think 
I don't think that's going to happen. I think Montreal is going to give them a run for their money. It's going to be a really fun series. And like you said before the pod, I wish that was the cup final because it's going to be so entertaining. Like you said, Carey Price is well on his way to finally earning the credit he deserves uh, because I feel like the the biggest chirp that people give Carey Price is how many cups. So uh, once you get that cup under your name, you've got a ton of credit to go with it. Uh, and who doesn't love credit? I know I love credit. Ooh. So with Credit Karma Money, you can win cash reimbursements for debit purchases. Credit Karma Money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making purchases. When you use your Credit Karma Money debit card, you can win daily Instant Karma purchase reimbursements on items up to $5,000. Just pay with your debit card, and if you win, you'll be notified on the spot, and your Instant Karma cash will be added back to your spend account. Credit Karma Money has already given away over $3 million in Instant Karma to over 50,000 Credit Karma members and counting. Open your FDIC-insured spend account for free. There's no minimum balance requirements, no overdraft fees, and free withdrawals from a network of over 50,000 ATMs. For June 8th to June 30th, when you make a purchase between those dates, you'll be automatically entered to win $1 million. That is $1 million with Credit Karma money. Progress starts here. So right now, visit creditkarma.com slash winmoney to open your free account and start winning Instant Karma. That's creditkarma.com slash winmoney. Instant Karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. There's no purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank Incorporated. Member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply. Josh, when we come back, Dougie Hamilton to the St. Louis Blues? Can they make it work? Will it make this team work? Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. So it was reported recently that Dougie Hamilton has received permission from the Hurricanes to talk to other teams. Josh, do you think there's a fit with the St. Louis Blues? And what would they have to do to make that fit happen for Dougie Hamilton? I think anything's possible with this team this offseason. You know, I talked to Gabe Foley on on the last episode and, you know, him with all his his inside info and sources basically was in the same boat um, and and said, who who knows what what approach this team is going to take this offseason. But it does sound like they're in the market to do something big and something that he sort of speculated was that the Blues could deal a big name at the expansion, not deal a big name necessarily, but but expose a big name to Seattle in the expansion draft in return for a high value draft pick or whatever. So I, I we hadn't we didn't talk about the possibility of sign and trades with Dougie Hamilton, much less anyone, but I think that if there were to be an avenue that Blues could take, a sign and trade would make a lot of sense with them being sort of close to the cap and with there not being necessarily a whole lot of big name free agents. Um and we talked about the Blues needing an upgrade at forward and I without a doubt think they do, especially if they were to lose a guy like Jaden Schwartz. They needed, they definitely need an upgrade at left wing. But a thing that this team was missing a lot uh, this year as well was a was a good top pairing defenseman, um, and Dougie Hamilton could absolutely be that guy, a guy that could go out there, play big minutes, play a lot of minutes, and and be reliable and and do really important things for this team. Um, obviously at this point it's pure, pure speculation, but the fact that he's able to speak to other teams and the fact that Doug Armstrong is always willing to swing for the fences with trades or signings or whatever it may be, makes me think that the blues are going to be one of the teams on that list of, of teams trying to talk to him. 
Um, and a sign and trade opens up a lot of different avenues for the Blues to sort of make that happen, whether it's one of their impending free agents, whether it's one of the guys that they have under contract, whether it's some draft picks, whatever it may be, there's a lot of different ways that the Blues could approach this if they were to go after a guy like Dougie Hamilton. You know, it's different from a guy like Jack Eichel. You know, he's he's already has guaranteed money, um, so the leverage is in Buffalo's favor, um, and it would, you have to give up a huge package. A guy like Dougie Hamilton... Um, at this point is pretty much guaranteed to be on his way out. Um, it just might be done through something a little, a little less uh, formal than simple free agency, you know, a sign in trade, something that could benefit both sides. So maybe there's a trade there that someone, some players or draft picks, the blues don't want to keep. They ship to Carolina for a player that Carolina doesn't want to keep in Dougie Hamilton. So I do think that even though the Blues haven't been linked to rumors or anything, it would make a lot of sense for them to go for a sign and trade this offseason. The fact that there is a name as high profile as Dougie Hamilton in a need that's as important for the Blues being a first pairing defenseman, it makes a lot of sense. And I think that um, he would be a huge benefit for this team moving forward. You know, right handed defenseman is, is something that I think this team needs to add. Uh, we got plenty of lefties and and stuff, and plenty of depth at the defensive position. But I don't think you can run Justin Falk and Tory Krug as your first pairing defenseman next year. Uh, I just don't think that's a recipe for success. So I, I hope it happens. Here's what I like about Dougie Hamilton too. Look at his stats this season. So 55 games played. He had 10 goals, 32 assists, so 42 points on the season. He can kind of be that guy where uh, we've seen him in 2018. He had 18 goals almost 20 goals as a defenseman uh, so he can step up and be that goal-scoring defenseman that a lot of teams are seeking essentially in this league now that it's going more towards speed and skill but he can also be that playmaking defenseman uh, as we saw this season 32 assists that was his highest since 2016 so I think he's capable of doing whatever you ask of him Uh, the only knock I would have and I said it before on this podcast with this team is I feel like the Blues had a lack of players on the defensive side of the puck that were willing to block shots this year I think our highest was Justin Falk uh, and the highest in the league and that was Alec Martinez who's a free agent by the way still want him in the blue note Um, but the highest Alec Martinez had double the block shots that Justin Falk had this season so I think I I might be more inclined to go after something like that but I would definitely be salivating uh, to see what kind of deal Dougie Hamilton could go for. And if I'm Doug Armstrong, I definitely have to kick the tires uh, because bringing a guy like him, and let's say for the purpose of this podcast, you bring him in, you're going to put Justin Falk in on the other side. So it's going to be Justin Falk, Dougie Hamilton, Colton Pareko, Tory Krug is like your top four. I mean, that's a loaded, that is a Beautiful. loaded defensive core right there. And I... I personally am having a hard time, and it hurts and pains my soul watching Alex Petrangelo play so well in the playoffs for a different team other than the St. Louis Blues. But if you're not going to have a number one defenseman like Alex Petrangelo, like Roman Yossi, like Victor Hedman, like one of those guys to help your defensive core lead them through the absolute marathon that is the playoffs, you're going to need more of a core than just one guy, right? And obviously, at the end of the day, you're always going to need a core. Um, But if, if that core is... The one that I mentioned before, I would be hard-pressed to find a lot of teams in a better scenario defensively than the St. Louis Blues. i got to ask you a question, Tommy. I don't know if you have his stats pulled up, so you might already know the answer to this, but I was a little surprised um, to see one specific aspect of Dougie Hamilton. How, how tall do you think Dougie is? That's a good question. I'd say, I mean, when he looks out, he kind of looks like he's like tall. He doesn't look like a monster, though, really, especially because he sp- skates so well. I'd say he's like 6'2", 6'3". Dougie Hamilton there. is six foot six, 
227 pounds. Sheesh. Okay. So we got a unit on our hands. Yeah, I'll take that. I'll take that every day. I mean, if you remember the, the Blues Cup run defense, I think the average height on that defense was like six foot five, it felt like. You know, with Colton Pareko, Robert Portuzo, Jay Bomeister, just absolute monsters out there. Um, and it helped define the defensive identity for the Blues. And, you know, obviously the, that identity has changed with guys like Tory Crew coming in and, you know, a little guy who, who doesn't fit that that mold as much as the, the cup-winning defensive team. So if you're trying to sort of transition back to that big, hulking defensive core, Dougie Hamilton is a perfect fit. He's He would he would rival Colton Pareko in terms of size. Yeah. That's unbelievable. You get some monsters back there to mess around with. That'd be a lot of fun. But you talk about you talk about fitting a mold. I want to talk about some people that are breaking a mold, and that is Built Bar. Because Built Bar's protein bars are amazing tasting. They're not they're not that gritty little texture that everyone knows and hates with protein bars. Built Bars are fantastic. Nine delicious flavors that you know and love. Coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, and salted caramel. There's something for everyone. If you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mixed box right now where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors. Not only are Built Bars the best tasting, but they're healthy too. Most of the flavors have 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, and only 4 grams of net carbs. But all nine amazing flavors are tasty and they're healthy. You can order today and get that raspberry, mint brownie, whatever you like. So go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your first order. That's promo code LOCKED15 at BuiltBar.com. They're the best tasting protein bars I've ever had. Now I'm also going to talk to you guys a little bit about BetOnline.ag because they are the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. So whether you're like me and want to put all your money on the Tampa Bay Lightning and a Pat Maroon three-peat or you're like Josh and you want to put all your money on the Montreal Canadiens' dark horse and Carey Price, you can do that. You can get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, UFC, MMA action, and like I said, the NHL playoffs. So before the next face-off, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device. Check out all the great new sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs through the playoffs. Head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code Locked On. That's a 50% welcome bonus on top of your first deposit with the promo code Locked On at betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. June 12th, a day in history that all Blues fans will revere for a long time, was the day that the Blues won their first Stanley Cup in franchise history. And that was two years ago. Wow. Two years ago in two days. I know. It feels, feels like just like yesterday. yesterday. I remember exactly where I was when it happened. Two years from now, in 2023, June 14th, 2023, how do we think the St. Louis Blues will be looking in the NHL? That's a tough question to answer before this offseason because I think that this offseason is one of the biggest in recent memory for the St. Louis Blues. I think that this offseason is going to have a huge um, huge amount of leverage on where the Blues are in two years. Uh, I think it's it's important that they try to you know retool this team to win now. But if, if it goes wrong, if, if they make a bunch of re-signings and, and guys that have kind of looked like they've been uh, winding down in, in terms of their prime, 
Uh, you know, like Jaden Schwartz seems like he maybe doesn't doesn't have completely what he used to have for this team. And Vladimir Tarasenko, a guy that's been battling with injuries, you know, there is a worst case scenario where two years from now, the Blues are kind of at the bottom of the pack, struggling with cap space and struggling with prospect pool. I think that's probably the le- the lesser of the likely scenarios. Um I think we could see a flip side where this cup window continues to remain open and we could add a guy like Dougie Hamilton or Jack Eichel and two years from now we're we're competing with a core of Robert Thomas, Jordan Cairo, and whoever they add this offseason. Um if I were to if I were to guess, I would say it would be the latter. I would say it would be the second one. I think that this team absolutely has what it takes to compete for the next few years. You know, they have a good core in place. Yeah, maybe some of the guys are getting up there in age, but it's not like a Boston Bruins where your entire core is like 32, 33, 34 plus. Um, so I think if the Blues play their cards right this offseason, because like we've been saying for a while now, this offseason is absolutely huge. Two years from now, they could be looking at being one of the more competitive teams in the league if they make the right moves this offseason. Um, now, we've t- I talked to Gabe on Friday, and he basically said that Berube is the coach of the future for this team. So it seems like two years from now, we're still going to be looking at a similar gritty defensive style of play if, if, if things work out the way that they're kind of scheduled to, and, and Berube is still the coach, and that's sort of still the game plan in St. Louis. So... I think that we're going to see a bit more of a transition to that skill speed base and, and see see more of that hybrid that we talked about at the beginning of this year, you know, the hybrid between defense and offense. Um, but I think that this team's in a pretty good position this offseason. They're playing from somewhat of a position of strength, having the the amount of options that they have. So as long as they don't play their cards wrong this offseason, which I have so much faith and trust in Doug Armstrong to make the right moves, you know, he has in the past so much. He's had his swings and misses, sure, but I feel like for the most part, he he does really, really well with taking an honest and and sometimes difficult look at this team and saying, here's what we need. So the fact that the Blues have as much flexibility as they do right now to upgrade this team in a, multiple different ways, I think, first of all, two years from now, this team's going to look kind of wildly different than it does right now because there's so many moving parts, both this offseason and next. But I think we're going to remain competitive in two years from now. This team's going to be a heck of a lot of fun to watch. I think the pending contracts of players like Colton Pareko and obviously Vladimir Tarasenko and Ryan O'Reilly up to the point of 2023 is really going to outline kind of where this team is at in terms of competing and their competition level. I Like you said, I think there's going to be a lot of I think there's going to be a lot of moving parts uh, from now into that time. And there's going to be a lot of, oh my God, like we got this guy. That's awesome. Like Doug Armstrong doing the thing again. That's my man. And then there's also going to be a lot of like, oh my God, we didn't sign blank or we're not bringing back blank or we lost blank in this trade. Like, what are you doing, Doug? So uh, obviously that's kind of just hockey as a whole in every off season. But I, th- I think it's going to be magnified this season because that cup window, like we talk about, is starting to kind of diminish. And I mean, even... The Avalanche in their post-game comments were like, yeah, we're playing Vegas. We're not playing the Blues anymore. So even coaches and the rest of the league are starting to notice that the Blues aren't competing at the level that other teams are competing at. Uh, If there's anyone that can turn it around and get this team back up to the top, to the cream of the crop in the league, it's Doug Armstrong. That's for sure. That was a good rhyme. That was a really good rhyme. (laughs) I'm just just busting out here, dude. You're spitting. I'm spitting. Um, no, yeah. I mean, I think look at, look at where this team was, you know, the year before they won the cup compared to now it's a completely different roster makeup. It's a completely different style. Everything is different. Um, 
And that was because they were sort of in a situation where they are now, sort of like right on the edge of competing, right on the edge of being one of those dominant teams in the NHL, but still a piece or two away from really cementing that and, and guaranteeing themselves as you know a team that can compete for a Stanley Cup. Um, and and if history is to repeat itself, which you know it often does, especially with a guy like Doug Armstrong, he's he's been very consistent in in the way that he's acted with this team. If history is to repeat itself, uh, there's no reason to believe that he won't take a similar approach to this offseason and say changes need to be made, changes need to happen, and it might be painful. We might be saying goodbye to some players that we thought were going to be long-term pieces of this core that aren't working out, um, and we might be bringing in guys that we never thought we'd see in a Blues uniform. So I, I think it's a really hard question to answer because this offseason is going to be so big for this team. and there's really no way of knowing what's going to happen just because of all the different ways that this team could improve, whether it's expansion draft, free agency, trading, NHL entry draft, et cetera, et cetera. There's so many different ways that Doug Armstrong could approach this. And like Gabe Foley said on Friday, um, Doug Armstrong is a very meticulous GM. He'll, he'll be working on a trade for weeks before it actually goes through. So who knows what he's got up his sleeve, but it's likely that he's got multiple different, um, multiple different packages that he's trying to put together, multiple different players that he's looking at. And any any day now, you know, once the season ends, any day now we could see those moves start to take place and the dominoes start to fall. So I think that'll be a question that we should definitely come back to uh, at the end of this offseason because we'll have a much clearer picture. But um, I'm excited. I'm, I'm, I'm anxiously excited to see what that off, this offseason and the next few seasons bring for the St. Louis Blues. And you were talking about history repeating itself, and I like to think that typically history does. So for that reason, we'll be back here tomorrow. But I want to thank you guys so much for listening today to the Locked On Blues podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Make sure you hit that follow or subscribe button on whatever platform you're currently listening to. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Locked On Blues. You can follow me on Twitter and Locker Room at 12 15. You can follow Josh on Twitter and Locker Room at Josh Hyman NHL. But like I said, thank you guys so much for listening. And as always, let's go Blues.